Welcome to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival by Jack, aka the best protein cookie you will ever have in your life. I am also a fitness and health lover, a chef, a foodie, and a creative entrepreneur. I love using my passion to craft and empower the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring foodie at heart who craves knowledge and balance in their day-to-day life. In this podcast, I bring you episodes from myself and many other amazing guests that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, fitness, personal development, and business. So let's get to it. Alrighty, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. On this episode, I have the amazing Jess Pack with me. She is a self-love advocating health and fitness coach who has recently also started launching her new online business. One of the reasons that we connected was through both of our passions for just feeling good from within and not settling for anything less. In this episode, we talk about her entrepreneurial experience that she recently started this year and how she's also translated previous work experience with her position now now and with her clients. So we are going to be talking all about body image, self-care, binge eating, macros, and so, so much more. So let's dive right into it. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming on here today. I really, I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. This is my first time doing this. So excited. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Um, so if you'd like to just go into a little bit about who you are, what you do, your coaching business that you are officially throwing out into the world, like a good little bio about yourself. <laughs> sure. So my name is Jess and um, I call myself a lifestyle coach, which means I kind of help you find your version of healthy ha- and happy through um Uh, creating a lifestyle that works well for you, which includes, you know, being active, eating well, just making sure you're um, taking care of the big picture life goals versus just like trying to like change your body because, you know, like physical changes are great and all, but it's not until you kind of tap into who you are and realize your inner potential that you can really truly flourish. Um, And so I kind of experienced this through my own journey. I started um, what I call like a lifestyle change or what most people know is like a fitness journey um, back in June of 2015. And um, basically I just started because I was like, I want to feel better about myself. I want to look better. Um, I was at a really weird place in life. Um, I had never really been a drinker, but I had started drinking a few months before um, just because I was at a job that made me feel like not talented, not worthy. Um, and how old were you? How old were you? 25. You were 25. Okay. Yeah. And it was my first job out of college. And um, it was great when I first started, but then suddenly, um, oh, I had just bought a house a few months before. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, I bought a house and then suddenly everything at my job started to like crumble. And I was like, what's going on here? And like my boss and my, she was called my mentor, but I didn't really feel like she was mentoring me all that much. Um, pulled me aside one day and they're like, you know, look, like these are our expectations. It's what we want to see from you. And I tried so hard, so hard, but they just weren't reciprocating um, the effort I was putting in. And um, 
so I just kind of was like spiraling into the, like, like weird and kind of like not so great place. And so um, it was in April of that year that um, my now ex-boss had reached out to me through LinkedIn and was like, hey, you know, we're looking for um, some extra help. Are you looking for a change? And I was like, actually, yeah, I am. And so I went in for an interview. The next day he offered me a job. And so two weeks later, um, I was working at this new position. Um, and so I was a landscape architect. Um, so I went from land one landscape architect firm to another landscape architect firm. And so that was like April, May of 2015. And so, um, in June of that year, uh, well, so let me back up and over Memorial day weekend, um, I had gone snorkeling with manatees with one of my good friends who was in town and she took a picture of me, of us. We took like a, a picture and, um, I was just like horrified by the picture because I was at a place where I didn't really take pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my best friend at the, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I look like a beached whale. And she's like, no, you don't. You just don't see yourself the way the rest of the world sees you. And I was just like, that's such a good friend. I know. It was amazing. And it's just like, in that moment, I was like, okay, something has to change. And I was like, you know what? I just started this new job. It's the perfect time to kind of like reinvent myself, even though I said my move to Florida would be a reinvention of myself, but in fact, it just wasn't right timing. Everything kind of comes down to timing. It's weird. Um, and so I have been following Kayla Itzinas for a while and a few of her like original BBG girls, and um, I decided that was a program I was going to start with. So exactly one week after that picture was taken, I started her uh, Bikini Body Guide program. And I never looked back. So I started June 1st, 2015, followed BBG for a while, um, started seeing a lot of progress, started feeling happier. Um, I was definitely healthier mentally and emotionally. Um, and then I stalled seeing progress. So I was like, okay, now my workouts need to change. And so from there, I started lifting more weights and doing kind of a combination of weights and plyo. And then... Um, I still wasn't seeing the changes I was wanting to see. And at this point I was still very much like progress driven. And um, then eventually I realized that I needed to change my diet. And so I went through lots of different things trying to figure out diet. And then finally it stuck when I um, started tracking macros and I had a friend who was like really experienced in it and she was helping me. And so then um, I learned so much through that process and um, during this, I'm doing this whole time, it's been three years now, um, I just realized I had such a passion for health and wellness. And um, through documenting my journey and connecting with others online, I was like, okay, I want to help others. And so while I was still working my job, I got my personal training certification and my life coaching certification. And um, they have certifications for life coaching? Yes, they do. What? Where, yeah. where did you get, where do you get that from? Um, so I just started Googling and I, um, there's lots of different programs out there and there's different structures and setups. And I just found one that kind of fit with my schedule at the time. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I got both of those certifications. And so for the past two years, I've been trying to figure out, okay, what do I do with these now? Mm -hmm. So I got my um, life coaching certification, I think back in 2016 and then my personal training one in 2017. And, um, at the same time, I'm still trying to figure out what I like in health and fitness. And so I knew I really liked macros because they worked really well for me and it really helped me understand nutrition, but not just nutrition, but my body's response and reaction to nutrition. Mm -hmm. 
and the emotional and mental kind of um, attachment we have to food. Um, and so it was really just like a mindset changer for me. And then um, I did powerlifting for a while and found I really liked lifting heavy and like that sort of empowerment that um, strength training gives you. And so I was like, well, I want to help women build confidence in the gym so that they can go out and have confidence in life. Because if I didn't realize my true potential in the gym and what I was really capable of, it wouldn't have given me the courage to just decide to quit my job. <laughs> so um, I actually just resigned as a landscape architect um, on January 17th to finally pursue um, coaching. And so um, it's been quite a roller coaster <laughs> the yeah. past few weeks especially but um man I'm just so much happier because I was like at a really weird place where I was just like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I don't know how I can like help people when so much of my time goes to something that makes me so unhappy and is not mm -hmm. like my passion um and so I just knew like I had to give myself that gift of time and um just let it happen as it's meant to so it's still scary but it's still like really exciting and yeah it's just uh, like a rush yeah just a yeah. giant rush every single day but that's like that's a huge transition landscape architect to health and fitness coach like what even got you into lands landscape architect and what is it what do you what do you do like what is that <laughs> well, it's crazy because I was 16 when I decided I want to be a landscape architect and I'm 29 now so it's been quite some time um, so I was playing the game Zoo Tycoon. Um, I'm not much of a gamer, but that was like the one game I loved doing. And um, one day it was like summer break. And so I was just like laying on my living room floor playing Zoo Tycoon. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody designed zoos. And I was a very artistic person. I was in a lot of um, art classes in high school. I loved art, but I also had a passion for science. Um, and my um, high school art teachers always tried to convince me to go into like scientific illustration, which I really considered. But to me, I was like, yeah, that's more of a hobby. I want an actual career. And um, so it hit me in the middle of playing this game that there are zoo designers. And so I instantly logged out and started researching everything I could about designing zoos. And I got the history of zoo design and like how zoos came to be. And that's amazing. Eventually <laughs> led me to landscape architecture. And so I lived in Georgia at the time I grew up in Georgia and the University of Georgia had a really great landscape architecture program. And it was like in that moment, I was like, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. And like, I never lost sight of that vision until I got into the real world. I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. Mm -hmm. um, but in school, I was still very much focused on being a zoo designer. And I was like that weird girl that was like obsessed with zoo design. Um, but, it, you know, I knew like it's such a very specialized niche that it wouldn't be something I do right away. Um, but I didn't care. I was like, oh, I feel like this is something I'm going to love and enjoy doing. Um, but it's just school is very, very different <laughs> than the real world. So what landscape architecture is, is it's basically everything outside of a building. So um, amenity spaces, hardscape, landscape. Um, I did a lot of work for like residential communities. So an apartment community, we would do like the pool, um, any other, like if there was, um, like sport courts or you know gazebos or like park spaces or you know just like a fire pit seating area any of the outdoor amenity spaces we would pick the hardscape for the tile the landscape um and then 
um, from there, once you do the, the design, you have to go into the construction part of it, which is the part I didn't care for. And that's like, mm -hmm. design is like 20% and the construction is like 80%. But construction is where your design actually comes to life and where it's built. But I just didn't love that part. And it was a lot of what I had to do. And so I was just like, I don't see myself doing this forever. And I had like no passion to like keep learning and evolving my skills. Mm -hmm. I love the design part. Um, it was something I really, really enjoyed. Um, especially in regards to like planting plans. I was kind of a plant nerd in college. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird. It's such a strange, strange transition. And like, um, you know, I knew I was like super talented at it, but at the same time, it's like, if you don't have the passion to drive that talent, like what, it, what are you doing? You know? So it's like, I knew there was ways I could still be artistic and like maintain my passion, but I, felt like I had to like step out and do cre creative um, exploration on my own because a lot of landscape architecture is very uh, creatively stifling. So, you know, you have like the client, you have your boss, you have all these other inputs on like the design aspect that by the end of it, it's not even like it's your, it may be your design, but um, there's just like so many other factors kind of driving it. So it just feels like you can't be as creative as you want to be and you can't really fully explore like that creative side. And then a lot of times things are run by like deadlines and like so many crazy things. There's no opportunity to explore like the graphic side of it and like how to enhance the graphic quality. And so you just kind of like copy and paste the style essentially throughout all the projects. And I just felt like I wasn't like growing in the way that I wanted to creatively. Uh, is there so, anything from that job that you feel like was very crucial for you to learn in order to start your own business? Yes. Um, so it's not so much like the design part, but it was more um, the business side. Because like mm -hmm. I, the new firm I started with was a very small firm. It was me and three middle-aged men when I started there. And then so I watched them grow from like four to like 12 people over the course of three years. And um, they went through lots of growing pains. And there's just like, they learned to manage people, not to manage the work. And like, I just feel like you can't manage people. There's no leadership skills. Um, it was very like, there was no supportive and it was not a supportive and encouraging and motivating environment to be in. It was actually kind of toxic. And so I was just like all those like people skills um, and working in an environment and like having people work for you. There's just so much I learned through that. And I don't have anyone working with me yet, but <laughs> I hope to get to that point where I have people who can help me. And I just like know like, oh my gosh, like there's so many different things. There's so many things I would do so differently from like, you know, a leadership role. Mm -hmm. you know, they were not business minded. Um, so they were very much like managers and they dictated your time. And like, if you're five minutes late coming back from lunch, they, it's just crazy. Like there's so many things that are just like, I cannot work like this. Like I need more freedom and flexibility in my life. And I don't like being told I have to be here from 8.30 to 5.30. And like, if I'm few minutes late like it's such a bad thing and it was just like I think like you know like life happens like you have to be accommodating to the, flex mm -hmm. the flexibility that's needed in life and um yeah there's there's plenty I learned um just from like an operational standpoint um 
So I, I look forward to the day where I can be more of a leader and be more supportive and encouraging and help aid in other people's growth personally and professionally. Um, that's something I'm really excited about, but it's at least a few months down the line for me. Yeah, that's crazy that you mentioned that because so many people I know, like they have the same exact situation with previous like job experiences where it's like the main problem was the way that they treated the people. Like it's such you, I don't, like I do understand, but it is so, people just lack so much communication skills and like how to talk to someone like an individual. I've been watching a lot of um, Hal Elrod's videos and he's amazing. He wrote Miracle Mornings. Um, Karina told me to start like listening to him. Oh my God, I love him so much. But he mentioned how it's crazy how in school we have not one class devoted to like life coaching and spiritual coaching and mindset mm -hmm. and like in mental health. Like in school, we have none of that. He was like, but yeah, we'll have like, I, I remember in my high school, like I had like a badminton class where like, um, um, badminton or mental health. <laughs> like, but yeah. that's just one of the things that I just feel like is so freaking important now that it's yeah. just, which is now why you, when you see how your business is going to be run, you're going to want to do things completely different just because of exactly what you saw, which was good, which is like a very good learning experience. Um, but how would you say, cause I know we were talking about motivation and with your clients, especially cause you do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Do you do any group coaching? Okay. So I am still in the process of figuring it all out. Yes. I currently am doing one-on-one, -on -one, but I do like kind of a group environment. So I am going to start, doing some group um like challenges I guess you could say as well I gotcha um so like on those low confidence days because just being females in general we all have those like how do you teach your clients to not just get them like snapped out of it by your coaching but like to teach themselves to be able to get through those low confidence days because we just all have them for yeah of course and I still have them you know really frequently and <laughs> funny because a lot of my low confidence days used to revolve around my body because I used to use my body as like uh, an identifier as why I didn't deserve certain things which is kind of weird but I think it's because it was easy to use that external um appearance to kind of like drive that like those feelings of unworthiness when really you have to look within and kind of understand okay what's really going on inside what do we really what's really happening or like what's kind of triggered these feelings of lack so now my my days of confidence or lack of confidence are not so much in what I look like but it's just like not being confident in you know, running my own business or not being confident that I'm doing the right thing or not being confident that I can do the things I'm setting out to do and it be successful. Um, so a lot of those like struggles I have with confidence are now like within. And so really when it comes to confidence, it's all about mindset and perspective shifting. So when I recognize what I call the itty bitty shitty committee kind of coming in and telling me like, you're going to suck, like you're going to fail, like you're putting all this hard work in and no one's going to want to support you. And when all these things start kind of flooding in, I have to like take a step back and be like, okay, where are these coming from? What's triggered this? And like, sometimes it'll be something I saw on social media or something. Sometimes it'll be, um, just like, some minor little thing that happened. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then I have to stop and like 
just kind of think for a second and be like, okay, so what's something good that's gone on? You know, like, where are those like little signs in the universe that everything's kind of working in my favor? Um, how can I redirect these thoughts to kind of create a more positive and supportive growth mindset for myself? Um, so it's just kind of recognizing when these things are starting to surface and then being able to stop them feel and process that emotion that's going on because a lot of times like we just try to dismiss it and like you know brush it under the rug when really like it's important to kind of like sit and feel it for a second right I've been a person that's like avoided my feelings for so long and I've gotten really really good over the past few years to just like kind of allow myself to feel things mm-hmm. um you know like and not putting judgment on myself if I need to cry because I've never really been a big crier and so it's like it's just like, it's like a different way of like processing yourself and just kind of bringing that self-awareness to, that kind of helps boost and build that confidence, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I know on your Instagram, you post a lot of your progress fo- or like your progress photos or like transformation photos, I guess you would say. And you always make sure that you show people that even like you always put the weight on there so that people can see that it's not about the number on the scale. How did you get yourself to just say like, fuck the scale? Because I know that's so hard for so many women because they just want to be like scale, 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 scale. I went up four pounds. Like, how did you get yourself out of that? Um, honestly, it was during my time tracking macros that I um, really kind of was able to disassociate because you have to um, weigh in and track your your progress in some measurable way because your like actual body measurements are not going to change that significantly, but you might have a small change on the scale. Um, and so you have to, you don't have to, but like I was checking in weekly. Um, and then it got to a point where my weekly, um, uh, changes were not like that significant or, um, were just like, I was gaining and losing too much. It wasn't like a steady decline. Like when I first started, it had been. And so then I was weighing in every day and taking a weekly average. And, um, I, definitely used to have like a fear of stepping on the scale and I didn't want to see what that number was but um I just got to a point where I was just like what does this number even matter it really means nothing it's just telling me some information and that's all it's doing it's just telling me like um whether or not you know these macros that I'm following are helping me or if it's time to change them but then also like it gives me the opportunity to kind of reflect and be like okay, was I really as consistent as I said I was? Or was I really as on point as I said I was? And it kind of gives you a time to kind of, again, self-reflect and be like, okay, so I wasn't as consistent as I said I was. I did have these few little things pop up that has impacted the scale. And then a lot of times it's like, you can look back and be kind of see, oh, this was like a really high sodium or high fiber day. And there's like lots of factors that can contribute to the scale. So a lot of times, you know, we we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job because the scale is not changing when really there's all these other factors that kind of impact the scale. I mean, even your sleep, um, how much water you're drinking, there's so many things that come into play and you kind of, you have to look at it from like a scientific aspect, aspect essentially and just be like, this is just telling me information. It's not telling me how worthy I am. Like you, I, I just, I don't really know when that moment came. It just kind of happened over time. I was just like, 
okay, this means nothing. Now that doesn't mean there are some days where I'm like, there are some days where I definitely know I should not step on the scale because I just know I'm not in the right mental headspace. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just building and developing that self-awareness to know when the scale is going to be a helpful tool or when it's going to be a not so helpful tool. Um, so there are still days where I'm like, yeah, not today. Like I don't need to check in, but, um, for the most part, like, I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. Like, it doesn't really mean anything because I found like my value and worth within. And like, I know it's completely removed, detached, isolated from what I look like or what I'm capable of. Cause that number doesn't tell you like how smart you are. It doesn't tell you how loving you are. It doesn't tell you how caring you are. It doesn't tell you how great of a friend or like sister or wife or family member that you are. Like it just, it literally is just data. <laughs> so it just, I, I know that's like really, really hard mindset to adopt, but it's just like kind of challenging yourself through the that's process. A, like such a great way to look at it. Point. And then like, if you step on the scale and you're instantly like, oh my gosh, like I gained weight, then it's important to kind of like revert those thoughts and like just kind of build yourself up positively and be like, okay, it's a data point. That's all it is. And then remind yourself of all, all of your strengths, all your great qualities, like the things you like about yourself and like, just kind of like remove that, those thoughts and that mindset frame away from that number. I love that you say that. Yeah, I mean, that's just my approach. I know it's not necessarily the right one for everyone, but for me, it's just like all about building that positive growth mindset Mm -hmm. and knowing when things are not in favor of that and how to help build and continue building that growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, especially when I started, when I didn't, like when I started getting heavily into fitness, when... I didn't have a coach, I would look at the number as like a value of who I was. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why it's so important to have a coach like you to tell someone like, yo, that is not your value. Stop. (laughs) You have so many other things going for you, girl. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Exactly. And then the stress level, all of that stuff. So when I'm coming from that, with your coaching and your life in general, I know you do talk about macros a lot. What's your thoughts on macros? Who do you recommend them to? Like, what do you think about them in general? So um, I personally love macros. Um, it is definitely my favorite like uh, fitness tool and like a mental gym bag, if you kind of will. Um, but it's totally not for everyone because I don't know if you're familiar with the process, but, um, it's cumbersome. Um, there's a lot involved and like, you know, so many people are so fixated on the actual numbers themselves. And I'm like, that's, that's really not the important part. It's all these other things. Um, and a lot of it is trial and error, trying to find the right numbers and then adjusting them as necessary. So, um, Okay. Um, so I think they are great if you have kind of been in your fitness journey for a little bit and, um, you have kind of a basic knowledge of nutrition and you're trying to overcome a plateau or you, um, have a specific goal and date in mind, or you just kind of want to learn about nutrition and how to be more balanced with, um, your approach and how you eat. Um, but that being said, like it's, it's, 
the tracking, the weighing, the measuring, the planning, the prepping, it's a lot. And for me personally, it helps give me more streamlined weeks. Like I love just kind of sitting down on a Sunday, planning out all my meals, making sure every day is within my macros and then prepping all my food. And then that week, I don't even have to think about it. It's already done. So it seems cumbersome, but like you just get, dedicate, you know, a couple hours on a Sunday and then it's done. So, but it took time to figure that out. Um, and when I first started tracking, it took me a couple months, you know, to kind of like figure out how to hit my macros and like how to adjust things. And um, so it's not like a process where it's like, oh, here's my macros. And then it's easy. Like it's, it, there's, there's work involved. Um, but, you know, I, I personally like it just because there's, it's not like any diet where it's like, you cannot eat this, you cannot eat that. Like literally anything is fair game. Um, and I just know like living my lifestyle, like that's so helpful because, you know, there's a lot of people that like preach about clean eating, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that just doesn't really fit my life. You know, I do have to eat processed foods. I do have to have frozen meals. Like that's just like what makes my life easier. Um, and more and realistic too, for like yeah. long-term, like in a day I could do it, but for like the rest of the year, no. <laughs> right. So it's like, I, I just know like to make my life easier, like there's certain tools that make it better. And the great thing about tracking is like last week I saw, I did eat probably more processed food than I wanted to. So then this week I can make sure I'm bringing in more fruits and vegetables and whole grains and like trying to create a more balanced meal, um, meals for the week with more, you know, micronutrients <laughs> in mind. Um, but if you are really struggling to, you know, like overcome a plateau or reach your certain goals, tracking is really kind of vital because you don't really um, know how much you're eating if you're not paying attention, if you're not bringing that awareness. And a lot of times the great thing about tracking macros is it taught me portion control because you might, you know, like be tracking and think you're eating a serving size, but you're not weighing and measuring it. And suddenly you're eating three serving sizes. And so you're eating more than you realize, even though you think you're eating healthy and you think you're eating an appropriate amount. And in reality, you're probably eating double what you should be. Um, and so it, it just, it again, brought, brings that awareness to um, just general nutrition, um, making sure I'm eating in a balanced way and then not feeling restricted, especially as my calories do decrease in a cut. Um, and then um, just like bringing that awareness around my mindset and my emotions and I don't track forever. So I only track when I have a specific goal in mind. Like right now I am trying to lean out and I know the only way I can reach those goals is if I am aware and if I do track. Um, but that being said, like my sister lost, I think like 30 pounds last year and she um, wanted to do the macro approach and I went through everything with her and she's like, I just don't know that that's right for me. And I was like, totally fair, track calories instead. And so she lost 30 pounds just paying attention to calories. So it's not like the only way, it's not like that's what you have to do. It's just really bringing that awareness to how much you're eating and how that affects, you know, everything else you're doing. Um, but it's, it's not the only way, it's just one way. Um, calorie, tracking calories is 
just as um, effective so long as you're being honest in the amounts and everything. Um, and then there's also intuitive eating, but that personally doesn't work for me very well. Um, and, um, but I, I'm trying to get to a place where I can be a little more intuitive. Mm-hmm. Just when I have specific goals, um, tracking is just the most efficient and quickest way for me to make sure I'm like staying on track. But um, in regards to clients and stuff, if that's something they don't feel like they want to do, like, I help support them find the method that does work for them, you know? Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, you have to track macros, but a lot of people are interested in it. They want to learn it, and I'm happy to support them in that journey. But if they start it and they're like, this is hard, you know, this is frustrating, you know, I try to help support them through getting through those frustrations and realizing like, yes, right now it's hard. It's frustrating, but you can, you'll, it'll get easier. I promise. And then once it clicks, it's like, Oh, okay. Like once, once you understand it, it, it's really second nature. Um, but getting to that point can be really hard, but you know, so it just, it might not fit everyone's lifestyle and that's okay. You know, um, there are plenty of other ways and, um, it's just one way. And if someone's like, this isn't for me, totally cool. I will help support you in whatever way you think works best for you and, um, go through that trial and error process. Cause you might think one way works for you and then be like, this isn't for me either. <laughs> and like, that's okay. Let's think of another plan. So, um, there's, there's lots of ways to approach it. Just, I know the benefit of it. Um, but it's, it's just one way. It's not the the only or the right way. I love that. One of my, I was just talking to one of my friends, um, recently, she's also an online coach and she Mm -hmm. said with her clients, something that helps them relieve a lot of stress because sometimes they're you can put a, a lot of pressure on yourself to hit that number to the yeah. T. And she said that something that she has seen help her clients is to give them ranges. So mm-hmm. instead of saying like, you have to hit 200 grams, like give yourself two to 220. If like, that's an okay range, then you don't like stress about it. But it's like, it's such a big learning experience for people. And mm-hmm. like, if you take it that way, and then just like seeing what works for your body, like, seeing if higher fats works for you or if like your body digests it or like how your gut feels or like just eating more in general. Cause I know recently I, I didn't track for like two years maybe. And then just within like this last month, probably like this year, mm-hmm. I was doing a podcast with my other friends and we were just talking about like sometimes how we're both entrepreneurs and just getting caught up in life. We just don't eat. Yeah. And like, I will go like sometimes eight hours and I'll never have anything. And my gut was just feeling like shit for like the, like the two weeks, it was just feeling awful. I was always bloated. I was always cramping, like nothing felt good. And I was like, you know what? I know I'm like, I like to say that I am all for intuitive eating, but I was like, I just think at this point in my life, like I need more structure. And I think I started tracking for like the, I want to say I started tracking for like two weeks, maybe like consistently, Mm -hmm. but my gut feels so much better, so much better. And it's just because I was forgetting to eat. So not even like just for diets or anything, but like, damn, it's amazing. And like, I'm not putting as much stress on myself this time. And like, I probably won't do it for a while, but it just showed me how much I was under eating, which was like awful for me. 
it yeah. was so bad. Like I wasn't losing weight. I it didn't like make me like shrink. Like nothing good happened to my body by under eating. So like now I'm doing it to like finally eat again and feel better. Yeah, like, it's really nice. Well, and that's what it's all about. Is about mm-hmm. feeling your best at the end of the day. Like I know a lot of people. Uh, really want to hit their hashtag body goals, which I personally don't think there's anything wrong with having, you know, like physique goals at all. I'm not, I, cause I have them still and I'm not at my, my own personal body goals, but I don't put so much pressure on myself anymore. And I'm not like, Oh, I have to be there by this date. I just, it's all about like being really excited. You know, you just have mm-hmm. to be excited that you're doing something great for yourself. You have to be excited about you know, pushing yourself in the gym. That's why I really like setting strength goals. You know, like um, when I was powerlifting, I was lifting a lot heavier and I've lost a lot of my strength. And so now I'm like, okay, like let's set some strength goals. And um, I just know like the physical changes are going to follow when I've got my mental and my emotional health in check. So it's like, it's like detaching from the results, you know, like don't being so stop being so results driven. Cause a lot of times, you know, you see people online and you're like, I want to look like them. And it's like, you're never going to look like them. And I'm not trying to be rude. It's just like their body is them. They are them. They have different parents. They have a totally different genetic makeup. You know, a lot of times some people are just like born more blessed. And so, but it's, someone you're not and like try to like be happy with who you are and a lot of times it's learning to detach from that physical transformation and like really kind of build that emotional and mental transformation from within and then with your clients because then with macro counting sometimes it can just like place you in like structure like overly structure mode do you recommend your clients or just your friends in general to incorporate treat meals or like treat days I know that's like some people don't like it some people do like it how do you like to handle that situation so I am a treat yourself every day Um, just because for me, I know to stay compliant. If there, if there's foods that I absolutely love and I know I'm going to crave, I have to have something I'm looking forward to every single day. I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't really need like a dessert or a treat. Um, like lately I haven't been, I haven't really had cravings for it. Like I found like fruit really satisfies that for me. Um, but if there's something, you know, you love, I encourage you to like put that in um, you know, my fitness pal first. So track your treat first. So, um, especially when I get, um, I think right now it's okay. Cause I'm in a lot higher calories, but I think when I start getting lower, I have to make sure I'm having like, um, most of the time it's like halo top just because it's, yes, I love halo top. <laughs> you can eat so much and you, you just like feel so satisfied and fulfilled. But, um, so I would always track that first to make sure that I, could have that within my daily allotted macros and calories. Um, and I personally am not like a cheat meal kind of person. I don't really like that whole philosophy just because it feels like you're like cheating on something or you're doing something bad or something you shouldn't be doing. Um, so that's why I like really try to build that whole like moderation, you know, and it doesn't have to be like dessert. Like maybe you love pasta or something like you can totally incorporate pasta every day just so long as you're, you know, eating in moderation, you know, and that's why I love tracking because it really teaches you how to have what you love, but in a, in the right portions and amounts that kind of 
support your goals and not working against your goals. Um, oh, no. Yeah. oh no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I think I was done. <laughs> I got you. What are some of the, I feel like when we all first get into fitness, we not like buy into a lot of, um, what do you want to call it? Like old wives tales or like, I can't think of the word, but like waist trainers, that those are going to work or that like we have to do squats to get a booty. Like what are some of the things that you learned along the way that you were like, damn, like I really wish someone would have told me that. Yeah. So I totally bought into the skinny tea thing when I first started. Yes. Oh my God. I did too. I'm guilty. (laughs) I bought it and I was just like, Ooh, this is going to like help. And, um, I quickly learned later, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I bought into that. Um, But yeah, it's really frustrating, all the like misinformation out there, you know, Um, a lot of like um, really famous celebrities promote and support things that I'm just like, oh, like you could do so much more good with your platform than you do. I really try to be careful on what I promote. Um, I don't really ever promote any sort of supplements. I don't believe in waist trainers, you know, I get asked a lot to do like, um, kind of MLM marketing for like, um, Herbalife and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's just not who I am. That's not in alignment with myself. And like, if it works for you, like that's amazing, but it's just not me. Cause I just don't see how taking, you know, pills or like, um, like a Shakeology drink or something and like how <laughs> that's going to like, that's the cure-all. You know, a lot of these things try to be a band-aid or a mask for the bigger issues. You know, it's not teaching mindset changes. It's not teaching our, you know, emotional connection to our reaction to things. It's not like really helping to build a sustainable lifestyle. They're all quick fixes, you know, and that's just not how it works. And I think for me, one of the biggest lessons I learned is like, you know, there's lots of like, um, booty and ab guides out there but like and a lot of people are like I want both a booty and abs and it's like you can have both but not at once like because there are (laughs) processes you know you you want to build a booty you have to eat a lot and you have to train heavy and your abs you have to lean out and a lot of people want abs and it's like Yes, for them, because <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of these different things are based on our genetics. And so it's just, for me, it's like really encouraging um, my clients to not be so focused on like very specifics of a physical transformation, because that only leads to disappointment. And then disappointment leads to feeling those feelings of like, you're not good enough because you're not trying hard enough and you're not getting the results that you want to see when really you kind of forget that over the course of three months, you've lost 20 pounds and you've been consistent and you've made all this amazing progress and change because, you know, those, those changes in that effort isn't yielding what you wanted or were hoping for. So it's kind of detaching from that result and focusing on all the other good stuff you've done. Um, so for me, that was kind of the biggest lesson was like realizing like, okay, I know everything that has to happen to do these different things, but I also know that I can't just like assume these changes are going to happen because I don't, my genetics might not support that look. Um, So yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff out there that um, I think 
is very like marketable and clickbaity and help and people think is like a quick solution to their problems and it frustrates me but um that's why I try to just like remain honest with my journey and my experience as much as possible and just stay true to myself and remain authentic in um my messaging and um that's kind of my approach to try to avoid any sort of um you know miscommunication and what's really involved and then when it comes to like actually to your workouts um i know on your website that you have a blog that's circuit training to lifting so what are the types of workouts that you enjoy most and then also that you associate with like growth or like say like if you're wanting to build muscle do you like recommend a certain workout style or say if you're trying to lose weight or tone up do you recommend another one like what works for you like your experience with it um so I started off with circuit training and I absolutely loved it because um it's really all body weight focused and so it really helped me kind of realize like, oh, my body is amazing. It can do all these cool things. And um, so I was really driven by like progress and my push-ups. I wanted to get stronger and just like build my push-up strength, make my push-ups as good as they could be. And then start incorporating more push-up um, like variations, like clapping and like Superman push-ups and just like doing really cool things with my body. Um, and then when I got into weight training, I kind of like lost that. Not that I still don't have those desires. It's just I felt way more empowered by weight training, um, especially um, powerlifting and getting really strong. Um, but there's a time and place for both. And like um, one, I I'm at the point now though where I really kind of preach and suggest and encourage weight training, um, not just for that self empowerment, but just because. It is the most efficient way to build muscle. Um, you're not going to build a booty doing endless cardio on the treadmill or stairmaster. Um, and in regards to like, if you have weight loss goals, um, your diet needs to be a priority. But I also encourage supplementing it with um, strength training because when you are losing weight, um, it you lose weight from both fat and muscle. So when you're weight training, you're maintaining the muscle you already have. So then when you do lose the fat, you kind of look toned and like tones another like thing that's not really a thing that a lot of people are like, I want to look toned and it's like, no, you want muscles. That's what you want. And to get muscles, you need to lift weights. Um, and I don't know why there's like so much fear and hesitation around um, weight training these days because uh, maybe it's because I just follow a lot of like badass women who are not afraid of the weight room but and maybe people need to find more people like that but you know there's always the fear that weight training is going to make you bulky or look like a man and it's like well, no weight training is going to make you look the way you want to look um, so I um, still think body weight exercises are cool and I'm actually working on um, a 12-week um, plan and guide, which I'm really excited about. I'm actually going to make it into a journal form. So it's not just like a PDF download guide. And it is a 12 week uh, workout plan. I'm going to have a home and a gym version, but it is going to be um, more revolved around strength versus like hit, which is what a lot of people do know me for. Cause that's how I started off was doing more, more like circuit training and hit workouts. Um, but I've just really learned like through my certification, like the benefits of weight training. Um, and so 
while I think cardio is great and circuit training is great and HIIT workouts are great, um, I'm now all in, in favor of weight training. Um, and, you know, I still think, you know, it's important to set goals for yourself. Like you don't have to say like, I want to squat a certain amount. I mean, it could be, I want to be able to do 20 burpees without stopping. You know, there's mm -hmm. lots of different ways to um, incorporate fitness goals that are not just strength. Cause I think having endurance goals are great too. Um, that's actually why I want to kind of incorporate just a little more hit um, into my routine because I do miss the endurance I felt when I was doing a ton of circuit training. So it's like, I felt way more athletic when I had more endurance, but now I'm like as strong, I'm the strongest I've ever been. So it's like kind of trying to find this like sweet spot, this middle ground between strength and endurance. Um, so it's like, yes, I'm strong, but it's like, I want to make sure I can walk up a flight of stairs without needing to catch my breath at the same time. And if anyone on here yeah. is curious or interested in your coaching program, like how does your coaching program work? What does the outline of it look like? What do you accomplish? Like all that stuff. Um, sorry, your my internet's been weird, so I missed the first part of that question. Oh, no worries. <laughs> um, say somebody wants to, they're interested in your coaching program. How does your coaching program work? How long is it? What do y'all accomplish? What do you focus on? All that okay. good stuff. So, um, I kind of have what I call three different packages. I have my lively pack, my uh, powerful pack, and my confidence pack. And so lively is just kind of like if you um, really want to focus on weight loss and um, improving your energy levels. My powerful pack is um, more of the workout aspect. And then my confidence pack is just kind of working on that inner worth and building that inner strength. Um, and they're all kind of tied together, but sometimes you have like a very specific focus. And so we'll, we make that the main goal, but then also kind of incorporate the other stuff within that. So it's like, if your goal is weight loss, there is mental and emotional mindset things that have to happen during that as well. Um, so right now the way it's set up, is just kind of on a month to month basis, except for my powerful pack. I do require a three month commitment just because you can't see the changes you want to see in a month like that really requires some time and so I think 12 weeks is a great starting point um and then basically you get um 24 7 email support from me you get a weekly um check-in face-to-face via zoom um just see how you're going how your week went where your struggles are where your strengths are what you can do to improve and then I kind of create homework based off of that to help support you ha in having a successful week the next week. Um, and then, um, so it's a weekly check-in call. The very first month you sign up, you get like a free week essentially where we'll have a 90-minute face-to-face evaluation, um, just kind of talking through everything. And then it's kind of an evaluation week period where if your goal is to lose weight, I really want you to track and make sure and understand like how you're currently eating um, and how that is kind of working for or against you and how it is in regards to like your maintenance. Um, and then from there, we kind of like build an action plan off of whatever happens at evaluation week. Um, and then, um, 
Yeah, I think that's kind of it. It's just, it's really personalized. It's individualized. Like everyone has very different Mm -hmm. (laughs) goals in mind. So I try not to make it like too specific and really just like personalize it as much as possible because um, everyone's got different things that are going to help them, you know, remain accountable. Everyone needs support in different ways. You know, some people really require tough love, whereas other people just really need that like those reminders that they're doing a great job, even when, you know, they're, they feel like they're failing. So it's like, it's, it's real. it's a really personalized experience. Um, and it's not one of the programs where you just, you buy select workouts, someone gives you macros and it's a day like you, do you design yeah. the workouts or like help people count their macros or give them diet plans or any of that stuff? So I, I can't, diet or meal plans that's not within my scope of work but um I help support them in finding like the right macros and then um helping them kind of figure out the process essentially um so they have to figure out what they want to eat but you know if they're like hey like I have 30 extra carbs and I don't know how to like change my plan to like hit closer to my carb goal or like I still need 30 grams of protein for this day. Like I'm really struggling to like hit these different targets. I can help support through that. Um, and then just like teach them the process and understand everything that's involved. And like when it gets really frustrating, just like remind them like of the bigger picture and not to get so like tied into like the details of it. Um, and then the workout plan is, um, a very individualized and personalized workout plan. Um, but the journals I'm creating is just a kind of like, um, just anyone can do it kind of thing. It's not personalized or anything, but, um, it's just like a basic introductory. Well, probably I've gone back and forth on so many different things with this thing. It's, it's a 12 week plan for anyone. Um, but I'm going to show you how, you can adjust and modify the plan to like fit your current um, levels because the way I've done it, it's probably a little more intermediate. So I'm creating um, just like modifications to show you like, okay, if you're more beginner, you're new to the weight room, here's the adjustments you can make to make it more of, to suit your current needs. Um, so I'm trying to make it as like encompassing as possible so that anyone can do it. And it's mo- and again, it's more than just a workout guide. I've got like, the mind, heart, and soul connection, because that's what I'm all about in there. Um, uh, so like lots of journal prompts, lots of affirmations, lots of planning, lots of mental work, um, just to make sure throughout the 12 weeks you're supported, um, you know, kind of throughout, you know, the inner and outer body, you know, and you're de- kind of help detach from like what's going to happen if you complete all these workouts in 12 weeks. And then I have a nutrition little section at the end that just kind of talks about like, you know, you can have a great workout plan, but if you don't have the diet to support it, you're not going to see the results you want to see. So um, it just kind of gives the basic of that. But again, it's not individualized. And um, if you want something very individual and personalized, that's what my one-on-one coaching is for, um, to get that one-on-one attention. And then if you're struggling with, you know, the nutrition part, then I come in and help support you and figure out like, okay, what are we struggling with? What changes do we need to make? Um, how can we make it less frustrating um, or better suit your current lifestyle? Um, and that's the other thing, like everyone's got totally different like demands throughout the day and like different structures. And um, like, 
it's hard to like say like, here's what you have to do. And like everyone can go and implement it into their life because that's just not realistic. So, um, I have lots of different things. <laughs> I have something for people who want that personalized attention. And then I'm really excited about my journal because it's more for like, um, just anyone to kind of like quickly get started. And then if afterwards they want more one-on-one -on -one support, they can totally get it from me or, um, it's just going to keep building on itself though. So it's, I have lots of ideas on how to keep evolving. Um, you know, if you want kind of like a self-directed route or if you want more of like a personalized route, I have kind of both because, um, some people like to figure it out on themselves and some people, or by themselves and some people kind of want more of that support and encouragement. So um, I like kind of being flexible in my approach and allowing for people to have, you know, whatever way kind of feels best for them. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. I love that you have life coaching experience. And then not only do you have the experience and like the certification behind it, but you also incorporate that because I personally feel like that's what makes that's what will make a program actually applicable to your to your life and not just like for the short term of the program like if you have somebody like developing your mindset because you can lose weight you can do all that stuff but like if your mind is shit you're just like yeah. no, nothing will change like something will change that month but then what about when you're done like what about the next month and then the month after that so I love that you do that because I feel like that's going to be huge for people yeah. And, it, and it's all in the mind, you know, like a lot of people get so caught up in like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, you don't have to know what to do. It's like, what's one small thing you can do right now? Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, I could eat more. So start with that, you know, like it gets really overwhelming if you try to do everything at once. Or it's like, if you're like currently sedentary, like that was me. I was like, okay, I'm sedentary. I need to work out. So I started mm -hmm. by working out. And then um, it took several months. It actually took probably close to a year before I was like, okay, let me really look at my diet. Now I cleaned up my diet a lot in the beginning, but I didn't overwhelm myself. And it's really easy to overwhelm yourself, especially when you're starting out being like, I don't know how to work out. I don't know what workout plan to do. I don't know how to eat. And it's like, I kind of want to help detach from all those like fears and like that like unknown and just like, here's a plan. Here's how to make it work but don't forget the bigger picture. Like, don't forget your why. Why are you doing this? Like, is it really to look a certain way or is it to feel better? Is it to have more energy? Is it to be, to live a longer, more fulfilled life? And um, that's kind of like my whole process is it's like when you find like that confidence and strength in the gym, it kind of gives you that sort of confidence to like go tackle life and like be who you want to be and like don't settle and don't, um, you know, stand for less than what you deserve. Like it really, really gives you that like inner strength and power to like go be the best version of yourself. Um, and that's completely detached from what you look like. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter if I was 20 pounds less or 20 pounds heavier, I still would have had the strength to be like, you know what, this job is not working for me. Um, this is what I really want to do. Like it doesn't my weight didn't matter. Like I still had that inner, inner strength and courage to be like, I need to like resign and I need to go try this. And like, if I fail, it's going to be okay. Cause I'm going to be okay. Cause I'm strong. I'm capable of anything I put my mind to. And that's really what I want to try to help pr promote and support and encourage through any of my programs, any of my one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's just like, you can really do anything that you put your mind to, but it's just about building that kind of mental and inner strength. And, uh, 
applying it to life. Do you have any other like projects that you're going to be working on this year that you're excited to like start doing? Um, so I'm actually going to be doing retreats. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I think my first one's actually going to be here local in Orlando. Um, but I have lots of destinations in mind. It's just to get to kind of like figure out the process and like kind of start, you know, like slow, I guess, but I really want to try to do like four a year. Um, I don't know if I'll get to four this year, but um, that's the one thing I'm super excited about, just building that like in-person, face-to-face connection, like, um, and really making it about that like self-empowerment. So we're going to talk about, you know, that body, mind, heart, and soul connection over the course of like a long weekend and just really connect and um, build like, um, you know, like that confidence that, um, when you leave the retreat, you're going to be able to apply what you learn into your life and, um, kind of make, you know, decisions and changes to kind of, um, help you, you know, live your best life essentially. So I'm really excited about those. That's awesome. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they contact you, find you, follow Uh, you? (laughs) So my Instagram handle is jesspack underscore fit um that is where you most find me um i am trying to kind of build my youtube back up but um one thing at a time right now yeah it's priority um but that my youtube is still my old handle um planking for pizza that's what i started out as and that's actually my email address still it's planking for pizza at gmail.com um i am in the process of updating that as well um it's just not ready yet um so those are the two main ways you can connect with me or you can join my facebook group called the pack it's a private group just for women um apparently it's a little hard to find so um i think i have the link saved on in my highlights on my instagram um so it's just a community of supportive and encouraging women um so um those are kind of my three main ways my instagram my private Facebook group and my email. Well, I appreciate you coming on here so much. So, so much. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Revival Podcast. If you thoroughly enjoyed it just as much as I believe you did, please make sure that you go and leave a review on my iTunes and let me know all of your thoughts. And make sure to stay tuned to even more episodes that are going to continue to drip all the gold in the world.